Hello and welcome to the Reflecting Light Show. I am your host, April Rogers, and I'm so glad that you are along for this ride because we have a great guest with us today. We have Trace Mayo. He is a barber and he is a man of God. Thank we you. were just talking about that right before the yeah. cameras got rolling mm -hmm. about the reason why I wanted to have you on this show is because of who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And you exhibit just those feelings of humility exactly how Christ came. And so I'm excited for this conversation. It's going <laughs> me to be too. a lot of fun. I appreciate you letting me come. Yes. I did not think that I would be on this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> I spend my days cutting hair and talking to people. So yeah. I love having conversations. So I know this is going to be a good one. I know. It's going to be really fun because it's all about reflecting the light That's of right. Christ in us. And I know that I see that inside of you. And I don't know you extremely well. I know your sister right. a little bit better than you. So Kaylee Mayo Coates <laughs> is Coates, your sister. For sure. And she was on the podcast a few times ago about um, just sharing her story mm. and the power that we have whenever we do share our stories. And so I'm excited to hear your story oh, today, goodness. Chase. Yeah. Well, I come from a long line of people that love the Lord uh, on both sides. There's actually pastors on both sides. My my mother's biological father was a preacher. My dad's, both of my dad's grandparents were preachers. So oh, it's wow. like I've got oh, all God. this rich heritage of faith. Yeah. And so, um, man, I feel like God called me from a young age. Absolutely. My grandparents were missionaries. And when I was about six years old, I don't talk about this too much, but I will share I was in a church service and I felt like the Lord was speaking very clearly to me. And I actually had, I would say, an open vision. I, I, okay. I don't think there's another way to describe it. Mm -hmm. It was like I was seeing black and white and I saw the Lord's face looking at me in the service. Wow. And I, I came home and I was telling my parents, like, I, God's talking to me and I cried because I didn't think they believed what I said mm -hmm. and a little bit soon after that I just felt like the Lord called me to preach and yeah. so and you were six I was about six years old I wow. think so and so I may not be functionally a preacher and a pastor at a church but mm -hmm. I still feel like that's a calling that I carry with me everywhere that I go even cutting hair you know that's what I mean? right that's right because the Lord wants us to use our occupation For as sure. a chance to minister to other people and I know that you do that Absolutely. Well, so, and I think that that's amazing that you were telling that story because it did mark you for ministry I agree. and what you're doing. Couldn't get away from it. Yeah. I've heard it said like when people get called, it has to be so clear because there's going to be days <laughs> where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Know. You know, I know. I know. It's so true. It's, yeah. I think that's true. Because it can be hard. Yeah. You know? Talking about my sister, man, she's a trooper. <laughs> You, being a being a pastor out here, especially being a female, mm -hmm. uh, you know, dealing with these kids, her and Madison are yoked up, going forward, and it seems like Satan really doesn't like it when you're walking with God. Yeah, you get a lot right. of punches thrown at you. So that's right. I'm proud of them. Yeah, me too. Okay, so well, tell us a little bit about your story and just growing up, and mm. you know, if you had any kind of dark season that maybe you walked through, and the Lord brought you out of that mm. and into His light. Yes. So, like I said, I, I think the Lord called me from a young age, um, and I would say I had a, like, tender heart uh, for God. And, like, this is going to sound maybe a little bit odd, too, but my mind was very mature. Everywhere that I went, people thought I was way older. Yeah. I was thinking about heaven, thinking about hell, thinking about uh, eternal things from a young age. Like, I would be with my friends, and they would want to do something wrong and disobey our parents, and I was like, no. 
I'm not doing that. You know, I would feel convicted. Like, I don't want to do what's wrong. I had a very sensitive conscience. So I was good. like, yes, it was good. I, <laughs> I'm I didn't pray that for my kids. Praise God. I hope they feel that way. And after a little bit of time, my, my parents divorced. And I would say that is when the valley started in my life. Um, I love my parents. God has blessed them. They're both remarried and happy. Um, but that was something that really shook me uh, mm-hmm. because the rock, the, the nuclear family is the rock. When something you think can never break, breaks, mm-hmm. um, it kind of splatters mud on everything. Sure. And so I really wanted to go for God as a young kid still. I was in middle school, and I believe middle school is really a time where you see the great divide. Mm-hmm. People either start continually going with the Lord or they're going to start going with the world. You know, there's more access to everything. And so I was walking with the Lord probably for sure strong in sixth grade. And I was really, I use the word persecuted. That's a really big word that a lot of people have experienced more of. But I got made fun of because I didn't curse. I got made fun of because I didn't do the things that other people did. And my friends that I used to have growing up didn't want to be friends with me anymore. And so... Fast forward to seventh grade, that's when my parents divorced, and I felt the worst I probably felt in 24 years of my wow. life. So I have people tell me all the time, you're called to do kids ministry, and like the more I think about it, it's probably because of this season of my life. I, I was on depression medication. My mom mm-hmm. took me to the doctor. My counselors were telling my mom there's something wrong um, with Trace. He's not acting the same. Uh I, I saw pornography for the first time in my life at that age, and my innocence was kind of taken from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the craziest things you can imagine out of anyone that you would ever meet were in my mind at 12 years old. Wow. And even to this day, <clears throat> when I'm cutting hair, thank God that I'm healed from a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm cutting little kids' hair, and I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, I hope that you are not thinking the thoughts that I had at your age because yeah. the 12 year old is a child they yeah, don't know much right. and so I, I like to say when you crack a door to satan he doesn't just stick his hand through he wants to rip the door off the hinges yes he does and that's right question of my sexuality just so many things happen in this season of my life um and then this is all going on in private because mm-hmm. i i know what the right thing to do is i know that God is there. I'm crying out to God. I'm asking God to make these thoughts stop, these these things stop in my life. My parents get back together, and it seems like God's not answering my prayers. But the calling that I had as a young kid held me That's through good. it. That's good. Yeah. What what God revealed to me because I was like, I know that you're there. You may not be doing what I want you to do, but I know that you're there. Mm-hmm. So that that goes through. Sometimes the Lord doesn't deliver you from something, or or um, answer a prayer immediately the way you want to because it would be transactional. And I feel like I got way closer to the Lord Ooh. because he didn't answer my prayer. If God, make these thoughts stop. Make this go away quickly. He was like, no, no, no. You took a step away from me, but now I'm going to grab you, pick you up, and you're going to walk with me through this next season of life. Wow, that's good. And so a scripture that really helped me that time and that time season of my life or the, the chapter of John 10 especially when we're talking about questioning your sexuality or homosexual thoughts or uh, normal things going on and your mind's spinning and you're 12 years old and you've been exposed to things you shouldn't have seen. I mean, you are 
going through it. I was going through it. I was on medication. You know, I didn't want to get out of bed. I felt like God didn't love me. I felt like my parents didn't love me. I didn't ask for the things going on in my brain. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. You know, and when you're 12 or 13, you think my life is over. You have no perspective that you're going to make it through. Right. And isolation, shame keeps you isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, I'll never forget, waking up in the morning and I prayed, read my Bible, I'm crying out to God. And this, I heard a sermon during this point. And it was John 10. And the, the, the preacher said, quoted, my sheep hear and obey my voice. Yeah. And as strangers, they won't follow. He said, just because I hear the stranger's voice does not mean that I follow his voice. And that little drop in the bucket freed me from so many different wow. things. I love that. Yes. God's word. God's word. Simply, yes. just because a thought comes into your brain does not mean it's yours. And yeah. it does not mean that you have to follow it. That's right. I think me and you as adults can now say there's plenty of things that come into my mind that I don't listen to and I don't acknowledge yeah. is that's not from God and that's not the truth. Yeah. I didn't understand that there was God's voice, my voice, and the devil's voice, all that can mix up into my, mm-hmm. my brain. Yeah. And so um, I really got more serious and started, I think, experiencing some darkness that was very real that I wish on nobody at that time made me actually realize that the light is so much better. That's good. And some sometimes God's got to reveal things to heal things, right? And so uh, I started going to counseling at church uh, for a season of my life. Okay. And when, when my mama didn't want me, to, uh, when my mama wanted me to, and I didn't want to go. Sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do, and sometimes you got to talk about things that you don't want to talk about if That's you want right. to get healed. That's right. And so I think opening up to people and reading scripture. Uh, really began to kind of reveal to me that I was not too far gone and that I was loved. The people around me revealed, Mm -hmm. God used them to love me through that season. And one of them was my sister. I'll never forget being able to talk to her about some things and like her crying with me and praying with me. I mean, that's the things that you remember for the rest of your life. God puts people in your life to pick you up through the dark times. That's so good. Okay, so I heard you say a lot of different things Sorry. inside of there. <laughs> Number one was the Word of God, yes. holding fast to the Word of yes. God. And you were talking about it being the truth. And I think that it's so true if we use it as a truth scanner. And, you know, we because we all, like you said, have these thoughts. Yes. But if you're 12 years old, like, how are you going to know? Because you have that truth scanner. So yes. you pass it through the truth scanner. Is this, is it true or is it not true? Yes. And then that way you can stand on the promises of God. But then the other thing that you said was getting help yes. and getting counseling. And I think that this is so important for us to talk about because a lot of times it's like we just don't know what to do with that. If somebody is going through a mental health challenge, then yes. we just like kind of sweep it under the rug. But that's not what we need to be doing. We need to be. Agreed having that community and saying, you know, like, how can I help? And, and what can I do to, to help bring you to the light? And, and I remember this, I remember this specific moment in my life where I, I was by myself and I thought I will never, ever be able to talk about this with anyone. And I will never, ever be free. Yeah. And here I am, 24 yeah. years old, able yeah. to talk about it openly and also walking in freedom. So right. it's like, the lies that you believe, Satan wants you to believe them, and they, they keep you isolated. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful to God that 
his word really does illuminate. There's so many scriptures. There's scriptures that talk about how Jesus was tempted in every way mm -hmm. so that we could be free. Or it just talks about being rescued out of darkness into the kingdom of light. Our God put on flesh, was born of a woman, and stepped into this world that was ripped apart mm -hmm. and lived a sinless life so that we could get his righteousness. The Bible says he became sin so that I might become the righteousness of God. That is a scripture I think about all the time. Yeah. I can't, I don't know why God would do that except for his love. So Yes, exactly. And you think about that. I mean, what a savior that we have that mm. would do that, that would subject himself to hunger and being tired yes. and emotions. And, you know, it says that Jesus wept whenever yes. he lost his friend. And, you know, he had all of those same things that we experienced. And yet he was fully God and, and he's fully man. man. Absolutely. You know, how our brains can wrap around that. It just it can't. But I'm so <laughs> grateful Me too. for him. OK, so what does it mean to you to walk in freedom? Hmm. Whew. Okay, so walking in freedom, I think it's it's a it's a it's a check that's been written that's put in your pocket. Okay, and then you just gotta cash it in. Yeah, you gotta cash it in. <laughs> I don't know. I I think freedom has already been given to us, but more access to freedom is walking in identity, and that if I make a mistake or if I sin, it doesn't define my future. God's already said I'm a child. He's already said that I'm in. He's already said that I'm clean. I can't run from him. At 24 years old, years of life, looking back, especially talking with people like for a while, like people in my life, like Jeffrey Kent, yeah. uh, people in my life, I go to counseling now. People like James mm -hmm. Mahes, people point out like one of your your fears is that God is going to run out and leave you, and maybe that's because of my parents' problems. Yes. It's like uh, John eight says, a slave to sin is not a permanent member of the family but a son is a permanent member of the family. Amen. And it makes me think about Jeffrey preaching, Jeffrey speaking to me. He's like, dude, if you have a bad thought or you have something happen, God's not running out and leaving you. He has put his name on you. Yeah. Jesus said also in John, maybe 14, says, I've given you my spirit. And it's going to be with you always. It's like, mm -hmm. now Jesus is in me. He's written his name on me. I can't run from him. And so freedom is, is believing what God says about you and holding it deep in your heart and then your actions are going to always follow it yeah your actions are always going to follow what you believe and then also i would say freedom looks like the 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 weight or the pull of something is not the same that it used to be like the temptation to watch things i shouldn't watch is not the way that it used to be okay uh the bible says what sin consider yourself dead to sin um like it's a language you don't even speak anymore. We talk about baptism. Mm -hmm. Baptism says you, you died with Christ, you washed it away, and now you're able to walk in the new life. You yeah. are free. But then with freedom comes a choice. Because in that same scripture it says, now you can choose to serve your flesh that leads to death or choose okay. the Father, the Spirit. Yeah. So yeah. it's now we're, we've been free, and now it says consider yourself to be a slave to God. I want to be a slave to God because everything Trace ever did for himself never, ever ended. Right. It's something good. I think a lot of people don't understand that concept. They 
think that Christianity is so stuffy and if you follow Christ and you're going to have to say no to everything. But really, it's such a freeing Agreed. way to live Agreed. because it, it is. It's how we were intended to be hmm. from the beginning of time is to be free in Christ Jesus because of what he did for us. Amen. And I also was thinking about while you were talking about how if we are the heirs of Christ, if we are co-heirs with Christ, mm. we need to sit down at that table and take our seat next to him. And how many times do we just leave that seat empty because so we true. feel unworthy or mm. we feel like he maybe he did abandon us or mm. we have some unforgiveness in our heart. But no, we, like, we need to take our seat if we're that co-heir yes. and live in that freedom and yes. enjoy the things that he has bestowed upon us. And I think even recently in my life, I think the Lord has been showing me how self-righteous that I can be. Yeah. Because when we say, I don't deserve a seat at this table, we're saying, I earned my seat in the first Ooh, place. That's good. And I did not, that's and really I think good. the Lord, all the, I like, so God called me to do all these things in my life. And even now, being older, I, I still think there's something inside of me that thinks that I'm really good when the scriptures very clearly teach. You know, I, I went through real darkness, but I may not have killed someone or haven't, you know, gone to jail. I'm better than those people. The Bible says there's no one righteous, not yeah, one. Not one. <laughs> and so when I start looking at other people and their sin, I start thinking, I'm a little bit more clean than you. I'm, I'm forgetting mm -hmm. very quickly the darkness, the literal darkness that God pulled me out of and that I didn't get, I didn't pull myself out by my bootstraps. Right. The Lord called me by name. He did it. The Lord called me by name and pulled me out. So I'm not better than anybody. And I'm just thankful that um, he kept me from making some bad decisions too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Okay. Sounds good. We would like to thank today's sponsor of the Reflecting Light Show, Mayo Tours. Mayo Tours is an exciting and vibrant company with one purpose in mind, to bring their clients across the United States in comfort and class. With several different coaches to choose from, Mayo Tours is your premier way to travel. Request a quote today at mayotours.com. Hello and welcome back to the Reflecting Light Show. We are here with Trace Mayo and we are talking about freedom and being marked and a life of ministry and yes. what all that looks like. It's been really good so far <laughs> and we have more that we want to discuss. So now after hearing your story and hearing about how the Lord just brought you out of that place mm. of darkness and out of depression and, and really you were able to find your, your true identity yes. in Him. How does that translate into how you live today and how you share your faith with Ooh, others? Okay. So I, in high school, I, I just want to start in high school. I feel like the Lord really started developing my character. My sister would go to FCS, FCA, she would lead things and I would go lead. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing that if I was going to claim Jesus's name, I better live my life in a way that showed Jesus. Example, football. So in football, my, uh, in my sophomore year, I had shoulder surgery, and I had a bad attitude. I had a bad attitude, and if I wasn't winning a race, I would quit. And I'll never forget, my coach that I love so much came to me one day and said, Trace, I think you should quit football. And so that didn't really? make me feel good. Like, and that, that, I'm like, that's not good. This yeah. is the guy that's supposed to be on my right. side. And I'll never forget the uh, scripture, Colossians 3.23, it says, do everything unto the Lord. Mm. And so I was like, if I'm going to play football, I'm going to have to learn how to be way, way uh, more involved and actually not just give up. And so yeah. 
something really simple is I just tried to never give up. And I actually worked my way up to my senior year to starting being the team captain and carrying the flag out and leading Get our team out. to play for a state championship for uh, the first time in five years. And I'm the smallest, yeah. <laughs> littlest, whatever person. Yeah. And so God um, blessed me and actually played college football at Louisiana College and went really? to study ministry. Yes, yeah, so I played at Louisiana College. And more and more, God put these people in my life to, to start uh, pouring into and pouring into me. And I think that the Lord um, very simply has this principle. If you get to know him and you love him, you're going to talk about him. If you're in love with somebody, you're going to talk about him. And yes. I think the Lord put okay. a burden for people uh, in my heart. And so I started cutting hair, actually, in college as well when okay. I was there. And I really believe that that might be a tool for me to share and talk about Jesus. And so I was like, God, I don't know how to cut hair. Um, <laughs> I hope this works out, uh, but I'm going to talk to people about Jesus, so please help me. Yeah. So I started cutting all my teammates' hair for free. And then it turned into my coach's hair. Then it turned into my coach's kids' hair. And actually, through a series of events, my I lived in Hawaii for a summer and worked at a professional barber shop in between school semesters. I had no idea. Yes, oh, and I got to share share my faith, share my faith, share my faith with people because that was the original idea. Also, making a little bit of money for sure, mm-hmm. but getting to have a conversation with people. Yeah, and so uh, that has grown, and I've seen God do a lot of different things, even. I graduated college and got an opportunity to get a master's degree mm-hmm. on scholarship or to come home. And I got offered a job, a place to live, and a way to s- serve in church on the same day. And I just had to make a decision. What's yeah. the next thing for me to do? And I chose to come home. And uh, God has used cutting hair to blow my socks and shoes off <laughs> yeah. more than other people's. Um, I think that a lot of people don't share their um share the gospel or share their experiences with the Lord mm-hmm. because they're just scared to be rejected. And I think I, I believe that. I think that's yeah. true. And yeah. I, I think that you have to ask God to help you by the power of the Holy Spirit walk through that. Yes. Um, I got kicked out of a barbershop in Hawaii for sharing my faith. I was going to ask because Hawaii is really not known for being, you know, in the Bible Belt. Right, right. <laughs> where yeah. people just talk about it super openly. Yes. I'll never forget a guy came in and I knew that he was probably selling drugs. And he actually, I felt like the Lord told him to share. So I started sharing testimonies with him, talking to him about Jesus. And a guy, the manager of the barbershop, started cursing at me and told me he was going to fight me to stop talking wow. to him about Jesus. And I walked out of the barbershop and I cried. And I didn't cry because um, because of weakness. I cried because I was brokenhearted, because mm. he didn't want to accept Jesus. Yeah. So I prayed, well, God, what am I supposed to do? So I went and bought that guy lunch. I bought the guy that kicked me out of the barbershop lunch. And I told him I loved him. And I t- and he was like, you talk about Jesus more than some of these preachers out here. You, got, you need to shut up. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> you know. And I come back and I bought him lunch. And I said, I love you, man. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you. And and later in that summer, he said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm sorry for the way that I acted. And he said, um, I sh- you should always be able to talk about God. Wow. So the Bible talks about, you know, treating people right, loving and blessing mm-hmm. your enemies. Uh, mm-hmm. And I learned a lesson that day. And I may have been a little scared after that to talk about Jesus. But you just keep taking a step forward because Jesus took that step forward for me. And it, right. I don't want to let fear keep me from saving somebody. God saving somebody's soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
You know, the turning point for me in my life was after my brother passed away in a car accident, we started a foundation mm-hmm. called the Jeremy Barnhill Foundation for mm-hmm. Christian Teens. And the whole premise of the foundation was to sponsor these kids that wanted to go on a youth trip or um, maybe mm-hmm. a mission trip or, you know, something. And they couldn't afford the funds to do it. So we would come alongside them and help them because Jeremy loved to do that. And Jeremy was like you. He was very bold and sharing his faith. But I was kind of that person who was like, oh, I mean, like, I love Jesus, but exactly what you said. Definitely a lot different now. I wasn't in love with Jesus. And after he passed away and we started that foundation, it emboldened me to start to talk about the name of Jesus. And I would, and I would put it out there, and I would start to say it. And as I did, I just got more and more comfortable and I really, truly did fall in love with Jesus. And there's a difference of just saying that you love Jesus and actually falling in love with yes. Jesus. And I love how you stated that, that if you're in love with somebody, you're going to talk about For it. For sure. You can't help You can't help. Or, say it. There's a scripture that comes to my mind. I think it's in Acts, maybe like 420. And uh, the disciples have, you know, healed a paralytic man and the Jews and the Sadducees and everyone, Pharisees, they're upset about it. The Sanhedrin called them in, don't ever talk about Jesus. But the people rejoice so much, they couldn't. <laughs> it's like, I can't help yeah, okay, it. I can't help it. <laughs> and I, there's a response, I believe it's from uh, from Peter. Peter and John, the one that picked the, the crippled man up, and they said, they whipped them and said, don't ever talk about Jesus. And it says they praise God that they got to suffer for the name of Christ. And they said, we can't help but to talk about what we've seen and what we've heard. Yes. And so I think instead of the, the, the thinking of, I want to do witnessing, a prayer that I pray to my life is, Lord, help me be a witness. Good. Help me be a witness. If I'm experiencing you, if I'm seeing you move, I'm going to talk about you. Instead of like this task of, okay, Trace needs to witness today. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me become a witness of what you've done. If you're changing my heart, if you're changing my life, if you're changing people around me, I'm going to want to talk about you instead of making it task oriented. Because I don't know about you, but when people tell me to do something, most of the time I don't want to do it. <laughs> if I'm if I'm right. desiring to do something, I'm going to want to do exactly. it. Exactly. Asking God, give me the desire, Lord, to, to share. Help me become a witness. Change me, Lord. Change people around me. I want to talk about you. Oh, that's good. I think that's yeah. a better way to approach evangelism. I talk about that all the time about people asking the Lord for a supernatural love for His Word Mm -hmm. and to ask Him for it because I did and He gave that to me. But I love how you stated that about evangelism. Ask Him for the desire to want to share Yes, And make me a witness. Don't let me do witnessing. Make me a witness of who you are. Yes. Because why would someone sell a product if they've never used it or they don't believe in it? You know what I'm trying to say? You have people out here that are trying to tell, I'm not saying it's bad to share even if you've never experienced something, but you you need to know the Lord to talk about the Lord. And if you don't know your Bible, you're probably not going to share it either. Good. You know, that's true. It all comes full circle. You yes. have to you have to know Him, and He wants to be known by you. You yes. know, like He He wants us to know Him just like He knows the plans that He has for us. Yes. It's a relationship. It's that two way street. Yes. And I think there's a, another scripture. Those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Yes. And so the coolest story I've experienced in the last months of being back home is that there's a guy that was, uh, I would say like a agnostic, Mm -hmm. was really hardcore atheist and then kind of was going around. 
And he comes into the barbershop one day and he looks at me in my face. Well, I've been cutting his hair for a while and he looks at me in my face and says, why should I believe in Jesus? And I was like, woo. And the, the scriptures are about always being ready to have a defense. Right. I'm like, well, I'm literally, I'm praying <laughs> under my breath, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And I just kind of talked about it from different angles with them. You know, Jesus answers the humanity and the God problem. He was the only God that became man. He understands us. And I talked about how he fulfilled biblical prophecy. Uh, and I just talked about my own personal experiences with the Lord. And I was like, that's why I believe in Jesus. Yeah. And he looked at me in my face and said, I don't believe in Jesus, but I'm thinking there's something to this, but thanks for sharing. And so yeah. he said, I plant don't believe. Seed. Yeah, plant a seed. Yeah. And so uh, I, he was like, we should go eat sometime. I'm like, I'd love to go eat. So I've been, I've been praying for this guy a little bit and since I've been cutting his hair. And we go eat at a restaurant. <clears throat> and he begins to talk, talk, talk. And he looks at me in my eyes and says, I need to tell you something. And I, and I, already, and I already began to cry because I knew that something's about to happen. I don't know what's about to happen. He said, I had a dream. I had a dream that I was in this room with all these altars to all these different gods. And I was walking in the room and I had to choose a God. And I chose Jesus. And the next part of the dream, I was with you and we were about to die. And I had total peace that I chose the Lord. And he wow. said, I had that dream the night before I came to get a haircut. And I woke up from the dream and I booked a haircut with you because you were in my dream and you answered all of my questions. And so we were at El Jarito. And about 20 minutes after that, me and another pastor baptized him in a pond. Oh, it gets better. Hold on. In the conversation before he told me about the dream, he was just saying, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I have a bachelor's degree and I think education is a waste of time. And I bought this bus and I'm going to get in this bus and I'm going to drive around the world and just drink coffee and live as a minimalist because I don't have the money to go back to school. And so then he tells me his dream and then I share the gospel with him on what we do in evangelism class. This is the works of flesh. This is following Jesus. Repent, be baptized. You're going to get God's spirit. It's going to be awesome. We baptize him two hours after we baptize them, two hours. ULM calls him on the phone. Hey, we're going to give you a full scholarship for your master's degree and a stipend to come work for us so that you can continue to be a counselor. So now oh, wow. he's almost, yeah. you know, in this time, almost done with his family and child therapy or counseling degree. Mm -hmm. He also met his wife and is married with a child on the way and wants to go to the mission field. Praise God. I just met up with him for coffee this week, and he is going full force for Jesus, yeah. uh, has a family, has a baby on the way, wants to go all the way out for missions. And although I played a little part of his story, that makes me want to get out of the bed in the morning. Absolutely. That's so I thing. have been more refreshed. My mm -hmm. faith has been more refreshed because I was open to share about Jesus, yes. because I see the fruit, the change in his life. Uh, it is nothing less than miraculous. In fact, the most miraculous thing is when I was sat in a car with him after he had given his life to Jesus, given his life to Jesus a couple weeks after, and he cries and says, Trace, I've done everything there is to do in the world. I've done everything. And he said, you know what the craziest miracle is? I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. That surrender. The greatest yeah. miracle is salvation. It's right. a heart change. That's More right. than I've seen April demons come out of people. Mm -hmm. I've been I've seen healing happen, but the greatest miracle there ever will be is when the Lord 
takes someone that is dead in sin yeah. and makes them alive. Praise Him. I know. That's a beautiful yes. story. I'm so yes. glad that you shared that because it does embolden me to want to go and, and be obedient to share my faith yes. too. So thank you for that. Okay. I cannot believe that our time is almost <laughs> up. Can you believe that? It goes by no, so quickly. It goes by quickly. All right. I do have one more question okay. for you though. What is one thing that is lightening your load these days? Man, what is one thing that's lightening my load these days? Uh, I would have to say my job is fun. My okay. job is fun because yeah. I get to talk like this with so many different people, but specifically the Christians that I get to talk to on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, I get to cut their hair, go over to their house. I just throw myself at people's houses sometimes. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, I'm coming to eat. I'll bring some food. Yeah. Uh, people like the, the Creels, uh, yes. Chad and Jennifer Creel. Oh, my gosh. Every time I see Chad, that dude is the funniest guy. <laughs> I laugh. So I would say something that's been lightening my load recently is just the friends and the people yeah. that have loved yeah. me. Yeah. Um, that is something that I'm so thankful for, the people, the community at church. Yeah, um, me too. Because people think being a Christian means you have to be stoic and somber, right? Mm -hmm. you, we get to laugh. Yes. We get to have yes. fun. We get to it's play games. Freedom. Yes, yeah. it's the freedom. Yeah. It's not like stingy, suit and coat, locked up. It's, it's joy. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's it is. Yes. That's it something that's lightening my, my load. That's right. That's what, that's what we want to be remembered for is the joy and the light. Yes. And the hope that we can provide. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> I think that it's been very enlightening. And I think that a lot of our viewers are going to connect with it and just be emboldened to share their faith because it's not rocket science. Yes. It's just asking him yeah. to make us a witness. Yes. He's the one that does that the desire. work. Jesus yeah. said, no one can come to me unless the spirit yes. draws them. And I have never saved anybody, and I never will. And I can't even save myself. That's so right. I'm thankful. It's off my shoulders. That's asking right. God to help me be a witness and letting God do the work. Absolutely. Let God do the work. Have fun, laugh, share, walk with Jesus. That's right. That's all we got to do. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, Trey. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Reflecting Light Show. We pray you got some hope and some light out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and also share with a friend who may need the light of Jesus Christ in his or her life. If you haven't gotten your copy of Made to Shine, you can do so by going to aprilrogers.com. Go out and have a great week and be the light.